my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Um, today I'm bringing you a special episode. I just found out today that the musician Little Richard passed away, and I thought, in a way to honor his memory, I wanted to do an episode that featured him. The episode I'm talking about is season seven. A Full House, episode 23, entitled Too Little Richard, Too Late. This episode aired on May 10th, 1994. And this episode, to try and help save the art program at Michelle's school, Joey runs for president of the PTA. Little Richard guest stars as Denise's uncle and performs at Joey's pre-election rally. This episode's got a 6.7 out of 10 rating based on 154 ratings. We do have Mar the late Marsha Wallace, guest starring as Mrs. Carruthers, who is also the head of the PTA, and she is Jonesen for Joey Gladstone. And of course, the man himself, Little Richard, guest starring as himself, Little Richard. We do have one review of this episode, of course, the ever-faithful Power Man Dan, rating this episode a 9 out of 10, titling it Little Richard! Exclamation point. He publishes on April 16th, 2019, warning spoilers. Whenever a celebrity makes a prominent appearance, the worth of the episode is elevated a lot. The creator of rock music is sure to make this awesome. Joey is encouraged to run for parent-teacher-chairman. Mrs. Carruthers is his only rival and the only person that stands in his way. The key to his success comes in the form of Denise's uncle, Little Richard. He agrees to play at the Smash Club to rally votes. It takes a few hours before he actually shows up, but he puts on a mean show. Flaw, Joey and Carruthers become co-chairs after all this and he doesn't win. Seems pointless and a waste of good talent, but this is just one thing in an otherwise great episode. Of course, I'd like to let the Tanner newbies where, know where they can go to listen to the podcast. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can go to Podbean. Also, where to find and follow the podcast on social media. It has a Facebook page, Oh My Lanta, Holy Chulpas, Full House, Fuller House Podcast, or just type in Full House Podcast. And Instagram at OMHC Full or <laughs> OMHC FHFH Podcast or Full House Podcast. And of course, at Twitter at OMHC Full House. If you haven't gotten a chance to, if you've listened to the podcast, you haven't gotten a chance to, go to iTunes and leave a review for the podcast. The more reviews the podcast gets, the more we can get other Tanner newbies like yourselves on board with the podcast. All right, without further ado, let's jump right into the cold open of this episode. So this cold open is with Joey and Nikki and Alex at the table. Joey is using pre-toddler safety scissors, apparently, because he says, don't worry, I've been using safety scissors, kids' safety scissors since I was 25. They won't cut your clothes, they won't cut your skin. And apparently, as he starts trying to hack away at the construction paper, they won't cut paper either. And Nikki and Alex like, oh, we can do it. And they got the little Fiskar scissors that you probably were using in, like, second grade. They've clearly graduated from the pre-toddler safety scissors that Joey is using and moved on to, like, preschool safety scissors. So pretty much Nikki and Alex just make fun of Joey when they can cut 
with their scissors of construction paper so easily, and Joey's just having such a hard time. I'm guessing this cold open just shows that even the twins seem to be smarter than Joey in some sense. Like, Joey, we've always known he's been a big kid, but it's like, yeah. Even Nikki and Alex, who are like three and a half to four, are surpassing you when it comes to using scissors. That's actually kind of sad. That, uh, yeah, it's just played for a joke, though. Right to close your face, buddy. Scissors unsupervised since I was 25, so don't be too discouraged if it. Yeah, real quick, it's just interesting. Joey's scissors are pretty much they're like 98 send plastic and like a thin little piece of metal that's both on the inside of the plastic shears which is, yeah like I said it's like 90 99% plastic and 1% metal or in this case maybe even imitation metal the boy even though they are using their own safety scissors they are really holding those scissors too close up, like, too close up to the face. The way they're just waving them around just makes me apprehensive. I can't tell which one's Nikki and which one's Alex, but one's wearing yellow overalls, the other one's wearing blue. And one's like, I can do it, and the other one's like, me too, and they're both, like, waving around the scissors. It's like, that is too close to your face. So, Danny comes in with Michelle, and she's really bumming. She's bumming about the fact that they're cutting the art program. Seems like art and music are the first things to go to make way for, like, sports or physical education and stuff like that. Of course, it's the real kicker here. She sees Nikki and Alex, like, cutting up construction paper and using glitter and paste and everything. It's like... I mean, if you, even, if you can't have, you know, art in school, bring the art home to you and just do it at home. I know it's not the same thing, but yeah, Michelle's just crying to Danny. Like, Dad, it's not fair. Art's my favorite subject. And Danny's like, honey, I know that, but there's not enough money in the school budget. Run a special fundraiser to raise money for the supplies and stuff for the kids so that way it doesn't come out of the budget. Boom! There you go. I solved your problem. Granted, I'm sure that's probably what they're going to think of as a fundraiser to save money. So you can save the art and music program. It's like, look, Michelle, something had to go. And she's like, hey, how about they get rid of those sloppy joes in the cafeteria? Those things are not even made of real meat. <laughs> and Becky's like, well, sweetie, Nikki and Alex are working on a collage if you want to help them out. And Michelle's like, eh, I don't know. It just will depress me too much. It'll make me think of art class. Like, it just reminds me of how much fun I used to have in art class. Invite your buddies over. Have a fun art project. There are ways to get around that you can... Come on. I know it sucks. I mean, when I was her age, you know, we didn't have to cut the art program or the music program or anything like that. But uh, there are ways that you can make it work for you so you can... It's not like art is outlawed in, in the world. You can't go to the art. You bring that the art to you, yourself. You bring it to you. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> Dad, it's not fair. Art is my favorite subject. I know, Michelle, but there's not enough money in the school budget. Something had to go. How about those sloppy joes they serve at lunch? Michelle, I'm sorry they cut the art program, but if it'll make you feel any better, you can help us with our collage. No, thanks. It would just remind me of how much fun I used to have in art class. <laughs> I can't believe they cut the art program. I mean, what are they going to cut next? Lunch, recess, dodgeball? These are the building blocks of education. Well, Joy, I'm going to bring it all up tonight at the PTA meeting. You know what? You should come with me. Uh, I don't think so. 
Save that art program. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, tell you what, I will trade you my junior high high school pizza for your slop cafeteria sloppy joes. Because I, in my mind, think the pizza in the cafeteria in junior high was the grossest thing I ever... It was so nasty. Honestly, now that I think about it, I don't think it improved when I got to high school. I don't... I honestly don't think that cafeteria food is really... It's not meant to be like Pizza Hut. I mean, I've heard of kids that actually had you know, pizza places that actually brought pizza in. Or, I don't So I just, I loved pizza days when pizza was brought in from businesses that you know the pizza is good. So Michelle's going to go upstairs and cry and whine about the fact that she can't do anything about the fact that there's no art program anymore. And unless it's being taught at school, she wants nothing to do with art. Danny's like, gosh, we got to do something to save the art program, you know, I wish there was something I, c I could do. And Joey's like, yeah, what are they going to do next? Take away lunch and recess? And dodgeball? The building blocks of a child's development? And Danny's like, hey, I'm going to go down to the PTA um, conference tonight. You want to come with? Joey's like, yeah, I don't think so. But Danny's got an old ace up his sleeve. He's like, you know what? There'll be free food and a film strip. And of course, Joey's like, oh man, we gotta save that art program. <laughs> now we go up to Stephanie Michelle's room. And DJ's trying to help Michelle by putting in a drawer in her little nightstand, her dresser nightstand. And DJ's like, why did you have to pull it all the way out, Michelle? And Michelle's like, because I thought there was more drawer than that. I um had lost, I had gotten a bunch of Mother's Day cards and a gift card, and ugh, I could not find it for the life of me. And Jeremy probably, I think too, I actually might have thrown them out. I had to go buy replacements, of course, for all this stuff. But I was just trying to rack my brain, like, where could it be? And I'm like, I know I put a plastic bag filled with something in one of those three drawers that are already crammed to the gills with stuff anyway. So I'm like, what if I pulled the drawer out? Maybe it like fell back there. So I check and there's a bag there, but it's not the bag I'm looking for. It's the bag. It ended up being a bag that had a bunch of like lanyards that I had bought for my work ID. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I don't see why I would have thrown them out. I think honestly, once we actually do get ready to move and start really packing stuff away, I think I'm going to find it. I think I'm going to find those cards and say, well, you know what? I'll save them. If I do find those Mother's Day greeting cards, saving them for next year. But I understand. Sometimes, guy, you pull out those drawers, you might find stuff you haven't even seen in years. The only thing that sucks about it, though, is like when you try to get it back on the track like to put the drawer you got to kind of finagle it to get like the little wheels to line up properly so that way yeah of course jesse comes in he's got some slips of paper he's like all right girls prepare to hug your uncle and they're all like what what do you have and he's like i got tickets for the whole family to see little richard michelle's so excited like, oh my gosh i love little richard he sings itsy bitsy spider on my new cd oh sweetie he's been around a lot longer than that um <laughs> he's sung a lot of stuff even dj think michelle he's a lot more famous than that and jesse's like yeah that's right tell her girls and stephanie's like oh yeah he did those really cool taco commercials this is the same thing like with the Smash Club The Next Generation when they couldn't think of Cher. The only thing they recognized her from was like, oh yeah, the lady from the infomercials. <sighs> Come on now, girls. Granted, yes, the internet was not widely available as it is now, but there are more references than what these girls are coming up with. These, like Little Richard and Cher, they had humongous careers prior to doing like infomercials or commercials or whatever. Come on. I'm gonna play this clip.
Okay, girls, prepare to hug your uncle. What? What do you have? I got tickets for the whole family to see Little Richard. off track. Hey. That's wonderful. Ain't nothing to it. The baby can do it. Uh, Uncle Jesse, now it's stuck. That's because it's off its track. Yeah. Worry about it tomorrow. So Jesse, with a hand to his heart, she's like, oh, oh, are you kidding me? I have failed as your uncle. And musical historian if that is the only reference you have for little richard he's the founding father of rock and roll well when they've grown up with you only talking about elvis you've and you failed to mention ever prior to this point little richard yeah and he talked about the womp 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 bump balloon bum womp bam boom now i know that song yeah I love Michelle's reaction, like, oh, it's wonderful who, who's saying that song. I figure that may, maybe that might have been him. Of course, Jesse's flashing the tickets around, like, hey, you know, I really hate to, like, use, I, I wish I could frame them. They're so great looking. It's like, well, the only thing they're probably going to take is just the thing on the end, and you get to keep the stub. Just frame the stub. Of course, we cut to the doorways. We got little Nikki and Alex here that, uh, they're up to something devious. Jesse puts the tickets in his coat, in his jacket pocket, which he hangs on the back of a chair as he helps Michelle with her sock drawer. And the way he helps her is he's standing in front of the sock drawer behind it and like just shoving the drawer and then kicking it a few times until the door closes. You can easily see that this thing, there's a gap at the bottom of where the drawer and the outside of the dresser is. Meaning, no wonder she can't get it open again because the thing is now off track. Great. And he's like, hey, you got socks on? She's like, yeah. He's like, worry about it tomorrow. Of course, he does not realize that Nikki and Alex dashed away with... There had to have been at least six to eight tickets there, the way he was fanning them out. All right, now we're going to jump ahead to the school at the PTA meeting where Mrs. Carruthers is getting her flirt on with uh, Mr. Joey Gladstone. So we see on the uh, little chalkboard they got set up there, it says PTA meeting tonight, agenda... Upcoming election of PTA officers and two general discussion. So Mrs. Carruthers always flirting with Joey. Like I said, she's got her flirt on hard. She's like, oh, you're always a vision in flannel, Joey. And he's like, oh, and you're a vision in whatever that is covering your body there. Seems like Mrs. Carruthers has, because she's currently the president of the PTA, and it seems like, has she run opposed? Because she says, I will as always be happy to return as your president. As in, I guess she's been running unopposed. No one's decided, hey, I'm going to get in there and run against you. And Mrs. Carruthers is wearing what looks like kind of a, an olive-ish green short sleeve shirt with like, yellow, red, and black crocheted flowers. It's really as basic as you can get. Michelle actually was wearing something similar to that, only I think it was like a white colored shirt with crocheted flowers. 
I've seen Mrs. Carruthers rock on some other better clothing in my time. Coffee and prunes, prune squares. Everyone have a digestive issue that they're trying to, someone have a bowel issue they need cleared up? Prune squares, really? But Mrs. Yamblowski is just like so happy. And I'm guessing that's her husband sitting next to her in the red V-neck sweater. Or not, I don't know, she just waves at her. Hi. Oh, clearly, the art, losing the art program was not a subject that was going to be dis... It was just from PTA running for president, I'm not... I'm running unopposed again this year, to coffee and prune squares, everybody. There's... It even said on the thing, agenda number two, discussion. Apparently, because she brought it up, anyone got anything to say? No one, until Danny finally raises his hand. And he's talking about what a disgrace it is that we're losing our art classes, you know, for the kids. And Danny's like, what does the PTA intend to do to get them back? And I agree with Mrs. Carruthers. I mean, the school budget has nothing to do with the PTA. They don't decide the school's budget and what classes can stay and what, unfortunately, have to get cut. However, they can do a fundraiser to raise money to provide the needed funds to keep the art school going so that way they don't, it's not a problem for them. It's not a problem for the school. Like, keep it. We'll make sure it needs the necessary money and funding. You know, you probably got to pay a teacher to pay that. You got, you know, probably pay his salary, too. I'm going to play this clip. The Fraser Street School PTA will now come to order. First on the agenda is the upcoming elections. I will, as always, be happy to return as your president. Now, is there any other business before we move on to coffee and Mrs. Yablonski's prune squares? <laughs> Make it quick, Mr. Tanner. Yes, I, ju I just think it's a disgrace that we're losing our art classes, and I would like to know what the PTA intends to do to try to get them back. Well, Mr. Tanner, school budgets are not a matter for the PTA. Yes, but without art, our, our walls will be empty. All the cracks in the plaster will show. And you know what's going to happen? They're just going to fill up with, with filth and, and, and dust and, and grime, and you're not going to be able to get in there with just a vacuum cleaner crevice tool. You're not. You're going to need a Q-tip, you're going to dip it in Lysol, you're going to work it in and out, up and down. Danny, please. Art enriches our lives. Right. Art enriches our lives. where they'd be without the Mona Lisa, Whistler's mother, those dogs playing poker, asking <laughs> Why don't you tell them that? Go ahead. Hi, everyone. Basically, I think we just need art. Um, I'm not just talking about paintings and sculptures. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's checking uh, out your butt, buddy. What about animation? Do we want to deny the world the next Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse or Daffy Duck? Because art you just spit in that guy's face. Gross. There we go. Uh, basically what I'm saying is that um, art is a really wonderful thing for kids. It makes them feel great about themselves. Um, so thanks for listening and drive carefully. <laughs> seconds it.
Oh, someone's ho they're hoisting him on their shoulders. So Mrs. Crothers clearly wants to get to those prune squares. <laughs> she does not want to talk about the whole art program being cut as she feels it has nothing to do with the PTA and the PTA, PTA has no control. And Danny is like trying to do a little whisper campaigning here with uh, Joey. Like, hey, why don't you ask her about like, where will we be without... Oh no, Joey is like kind of sharing his opinions with Danny, like, where would we be without the Mona Lisa or the dogs playing poker and how art enriches our lives and all that stuff. So finally, it's like, no, Joey, you need to get stand up and you need to tell about how important the art program is to children. Danny goes on about what would happen, you know, our walls would be bare without the paintings of our kids and artwork and everything. And then he gets on a rant, his cleaning rant about... The plaster would show in the cracks and how you'd have to get a can of Lysol and the uh, the Q-tip and whatnot. It's like, okay, now you're rambling about cleaning. If you give him an inch about cleaning, he's going to take a mile. He's going to take a hundred miles and just rant forever about the importance of cleaning. And Joey makes a good point. It's like, where would we be if we denied the pro the art program? Where would we be without someone creating like the next... Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck. And it's like, art is a form of impression, uh, expression and creativity in children. It's like, that's how they learn how to kind of find their, their niche. You know, a lot of kids express their feelings and passions through art. And it's like, if you deny kids that, they're going to have to have another outlet to express themselves. And what kid isn't going to be beaming when they bring home their first art creation and their parent tacks it on the fridge and just so proud when you go in and you get your milk for your cereal and you see your piece of artwork displayed prominently on the fridge it's just like I did that that was all me and that's why yeah I think definitely art needs to still remain in schools you know not every kid is going to be an athlete not every kid wants to be an athlete for that matter but it's good that they have programs where kids can at least try things and find out what they feel they're good at, what they feel they're passionate about. So long story short here, pretty much Danny nominates Joey to run for class president. I mean, like I said, Mrs. Carruthers for years has been running unopposed, so automatically she's going to be the PTA president again. But no, it's like, no, we need a change. And I think what we need is Joey Gladstone. Gladstone, because even Danny's like, you know, you're good with kids, you, you, like, you've helped raise mine, and heck, Joey, you are, a, like, a, a big kid. So, yeah, and these two ladies hoist Joey on their show. You know, even the prune lady with the prune squares, she's like, yeah, I second that. I would definitely vote for Joey Gladstone. I, personally, myself, would vote for Joey Gladstone. Because the children need more passionate people to speak for them on the art program. So now we get back to the house. Looks like it's the next day. And Jesse realized the Little Richard tickets are missing. They're not in his jacket pocket. He looked everywhere, including, he says, under Joey's bed. And when he finally came to, because who knows when the last time was that Joey cleaned underneath his bed, Jesse checked the Garage and just nothing. Interesting how he says garage when they don't have a garage anymore. Remember, they turned it into Joey's room, and then from there it turned it into the studio. Yeah. So Nikki and Alex, of course, have been spending their time crafting a poster board filled with different pictures and cut up construction paper. And I love how. Becky takes it to show everybody. It's like, Jess, look what Leonardo and Da Vinci created. Which, why can't you just say, like, Leonardo, Da Vinci, and Michelangelo? Not the turtles. The, uh, yeah. And Jesse's like, yeah, that's great, guys. You did an awesome job. But then he looks a little closer and sees L and R, the Little Richard tickets. The boys cut them up 
Yeah, no one was supervising. No one was. I thought Joey was watching the kid. Oh, he's at the parent PTA meeting, being um lifted up onto people's shoulders as the next PTA president, soon to be. Yeah, Jesse looks a little, because he takes the poster board from Becky and's like, really examining it. Like, oh, look, there's a now and an R, and he stops. He's like, they cut up my little Richard tickets. <sighs> so Danny's like, hey, Jess, look, don't panic, okay? My sister one time ripped up my very valuable Willie Mays baseball card. And Jesse just looks at him like, that is not even remotely the same thing. So we get a mention of Danny's sister. Which one? Wendy, who works at the worked at the zoo in San Francisco or the one who has a Stanford college graduate baseball player who's probably now in the major leagues uh, named um what the heck was cousin Steve yes him I don't know he doesn't give a name he just says my sister Jesse is, you know, he's not yelling at the boys. He feels like, oh, it's my fault. You know, maybe we weren't all meant to see Little Richard. So I'm going to play this clip. Ah, well, that's it. The Little Richard tickets are officially lost. I checked everywhere. I even checked under Joey's bed. When I came to, I checked the garage. But you don't have it anymore. Oh, boys, let me see. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Jess, look what Leonardo and Da Vinci created. Oh, that is beautiful, guys. It's colorful. It's look at these little blue flecks. There's an L and an R. They cut up my little Richard tickets. Uh, Jess, you know what? Let's not panic here, okay? I went through something very similar to this. My my sister one time, she, she ripped up my very valuable Willie Mays baseball card. I was able to glue it back together. Of course, he looked more like Wheezy Jefferson. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not their fault. I, you know, I, I guess we just weren't meant to see Little Richard, that's all. So, looks like Mrs. Crothers is not going to give up the PTA, President PTA position without a fight. Because she put a vote for Mrs. Carruthers flyer on Joey's windshield. And Joey's like, wow, I never knew this was going to get so serious. Like, well, she has run unopposed for years. Even though she's got the hots for your bod bod, um, I'm sure she's still not going to go down without a fight. She still sees you as competition, Joey. That's just... The fact that she's physically attracted to you does not change anything. She's not just going to roll over and say, Sure, Joey, I'll let you. I'll, I'll step down. You can be the president of the PTA as long as you date me. And Becky's like, Joey, it's not a big deal, right? No one's going to notice a couple flyers. Well, you thought the flyers were bad, right? Get a load who's walking through the door with t-shirts with Mrs. Carruthers' face on it. Michelle, Derek, and Denise. Uh-huh. And complimentary scoops of ice cream. Yeah, she's hitting every single angle from car windshields to children getting free t-shirts and free ice cream. And balloons. Did I mention the balloons? Yeah, no, no. Like I said, they're wearing, it looks like she took that flyer, Xeroxed it, and made a t-shirt out of it. And the cups of ice cream that they have also have that flyer on the uh, styrofoam bowls. So yeah, she's going, she's going full bore with her campaign. He's like, kids, where'd you get that stuff? Denise is like, well, it's free at Mrs. Carruthers' campaign headquarters. I'm surprised they don't land Michelle. Like, Michelle, I thought you were voting for Joey. You live in the house with him, so you automatically have to vote for Joey. You're supporting the enemy. She is, you know. She's supporting the enemy. And we don't do that in the Tanner house. We support each other in the Tanner house. If one of the Tanners is going to run for president, we're going to vote for him or her. We're not going to vote for the other person. And that is about as political as I will ever get. Guys, I don't know politics. I don't like them. I don't want to hear about them. I want, want to know they exist. I know that makes me sound like I want to live in a bubble for my whole life. And I pretty much my childhood seems like I lived in a bubble my whole life, which, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play this clip. 
Guys, look at this. Vote for Mrs. Carruthers. I found it on my windshield. I had no idea this PTA election was going to get so darn serious. Oh, Joey, relax. Who's going to notice a couple of flyers? down there? Is it in the school? All we gotta do is ask our parents to vote for Mrs. Crothers. Michelle, you're supposed to tell people to vote for Joey. Exactly! I'm still on Mr. Gladstone's side. I'm just eating yogurt because I have a delicate stomach. Well. I ate a cob salad for lunch, and if I may be so candid, sitting like a brick. Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta poop that out, Derek. judging so i mean i get it the ki of course you're gonna still vote for joey but that doesn't mean you can't partake in a little ice cream or yogurt or a free t-shirt who passes up a free t-shirt nobody that's who you're gonna give me a free t-shirt i'll wear it as long as it doesn't have anything offensive on it i'll wear it sure so real quick i want to go back to the dogs playing poker this is a it's entitled poker game Oil on Canvas, 1894, by Cassius Marcellus Coolidge. A 1903 series of 16 oil paintings commissioned by Brown and Bigelow to advertise cigars. And a 1910 painting, all 18 paintings in the overall series feature anthropomorphized dogs. But the 11 in which dogs are seated around a card table have become well known in the United States as examples of kitsch art in home decoration. Depictions and reenactments of the series have appeared in many films, te television shows, theater productions, and other popular cultural art forms. Yes, I've heard it mentioned in Full House. I've heard it mentioned on Growing Paints. I've heard it mentioned on Roseanne. I've seen a spoof of it done in a Simpsons episode. Um, Derek's talking about a cob salad that didn't set well with his tum-tum. So, you know, he needs that yogurt that... Um, to help with his digestive tract. You know, that, that bacteria kind of work its way, you know. Yeah, let's see. Cops, I want to see what a cop... I'm thinking, yeah, it's got to have, like, like eggs and stuff in it. Let's see what a cob salad is. A main dish, American green salad, typically made with chopped salad greens, tomato, crisp bacon, boiled, grilled, or roasted chicken breast, hard-boiled eggs, avocado, chives, Roquefort cheese and red wine vinaigrette. All right. Apparently, someone invented this. Paul J. Posty for Robert Cobb. Okay. Um, that was courtesy of Wikipedia. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Joey's like, I can't compete with balloons, t-shirts, and ice cream. I gotta go for something big, like an entertainer. And Kimmy brings up how her mom had um, decided to be pre run for president of the pro-United Wrestling Federation or something. And she got the village people to perform. Jesse, of course, makes a joke like, huh, Kimmy, that sounds like a movie of the week. Why don't you go home and write it? Uh-huh. Um, now, Denise here suggests, my uncle could be an entertainer for you, Joey. Because whenever we have a family get-together, he's the first one to get up and start singing. Jesse, of course, right away is like, oh yeah, I bet he puts a salad, the punch bowl on his head, too. Like, dude, even Denise is kind of giving him a side-eye, like, excuse me? It's like, you don't know her uncle? Don't judge. 
And the doorbell rings, and of course, it's Denise's uncle there to pick her up. So let's meet Denise's uncle. I get it. Everyone's about to gate. Yeah. So, uh, Denise is like, hey, you all want to meet my uncle? You know, to Michelle and Derek. And Stephanie goes with them. I'm like, yeah, sure. So, Stephanie asks, who, who is it? And he's like, Uncle Richard. I can't do a little Richard. She opens the door and he, boom, he is there. We get an applause. I'm clapping with them. Stephanie's mouth is like on the floor. So is uh, Derek and Michelle's. Stephanie's like, you're little Richard. Yep. So yeah, come back from commercial and Denise calls her uncle, uncle little Richard. And <laughs> Michelle says, I have your record, Mr. Little. Can you play the Itsy Bitsy Spider song? Before she said she had the CD, now she says record. I get maybe, I don't know. So he's like, yeah, I love that itsy bitsy spider. I just need something with 88 keys. And she's like, well, how about a piano? And she's like, follow me. So she's going to take him down to the studio. And that way everybody can meet Little Richard. Because everyone is going to be so shocked when he walks into that kitchen. Because Denise didn't say anything about who her uncle is other than the fact that you sh my uncle can be at your uh, campaign rally, Joey. <laughs> Everyone's played on my keyboard that's like Henry Ford tuning up your car <laughs> and of course Denise has to throw Jesse under the bus by saying like oh yeah he said that you like drink up all the punch and put the 
punch bowl on your head. And of course, Jesse's like, uh, uh, like crap. <laughs> and Michelle asks Little Richard, like, hey, do you think maybe you could be at Joey's uh, rally, at his, the PTA rally? And of course, Joey's like, oh, no. I mean, he wouldn't want to do that. I mean, I'm mean, who knows? They might take away the art program, the, the the music program next, and everything. And where's little Richard's like, shut up, Joey. So I can say yes. And then he just starts playing music again. So it looks like little Richard's late. He's rehearsing with the Rippers. He's like a half hour late. And apparently, Danny's upstairs or upstairs. He's on stage talking about Joey. And he's trying to stall everybody. <laughs> and I love how Becky's like, oh, well, yeah, I don't know how much longer Danny can stall the audience talking. I mean, he's running out of things to say about Joey. <laughs> Richard. I don't know. He was rehearsing with the Rippers. I called the rehearsal hall. He's not there. He was supposed to be here a half hour ago. Well, he better hurry up. I don't know how much longer Danny can stall. He's running out of things to say about Joey. So, uh, what else can I say about Joey that I haven't already said in the past, uh, oh, <laughs> 30 minutes? Well, uh, his socks always match. You said that. Well, I can't emphasize it enough. <laughs> well, 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 well. Obviously, Joey Gladstone has been unable to provide the entertainment he promised. <laughs> Is that the kind of man you want to see as president? In a thong, certainly. What? President? Ew. Excuse me. Excuse me, Joey Gladstone promised us entertainment, and we have entertainment. Oh, really? Yes, yes. In fact, uh, Joey, Jesse, and I were just going to sing a little song. Oh, no. What? <laughs> uh, come on up, guys. What, what song are we going to do? Anything planned? Well, we'll, we'll just wing it. <laughs> it seems we stood <laughs> Yeah, Danny's on stage talking about how Joey's socks always match. And of course, Mrs. Carruthers is in the back like, you already said that. So she goes up there, starts berating how Joey doesn't keep his promises, how he promised us entertainment, he promised us little Richard, and he failed to deliver. Is that someone you want as your PTA president? And then she mentions something about Joey... In a thong, like and Joey in a thong, sure, definitely, but it's like, what the heck? So Danny calls Joey and Jesse up there, like we're all gonna sing a song, and they just wing it. It's like some old like barbershop quartet sounding song. It's not bad, mind you, but I mean, and they were good on like on the fly. They just like going with something. We also have Michelle, Denise, and Stephanie on stage next. It's almost like they're doing a little talent show because they're doing some dancing and stuff. And then I bet anything Joey's going to get up there and do some comedy. It's like at the point when Danny was stalling, Little Richard was 30 minutes late. It's got to be going on close to an hour. Like, what's going on? Is he okay? Denise, maybe you should call your parents, see if they know what's going on with Little Richard. Dare to get up there and, and dance with a girl. I mean, hey, can't be jamming out. Man, they're all having a great time. I mean, you wouldn't get me up there. Heck no. No, no, not me. <laughs> I don't dance. Dang, girl, look at Denise. She is rocking. She's got some moves. She's putting Stephanie's dance moves to shame, I'll tell you that right now. Here we go. Derek's beautiful singing voice. I love his singing voice. Believe if you believed me 
Oh god! No! Okay, this is, must have been going on for at least an hour and a half to close to two. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. We got Danny, Joey, Jesse up there. We got Stephanie, Michelle, and Denise. We got Derek with Joey accompanying on piano. We got Becky and DJ doing some cheerleading chant routine, spelling out Joey Gladstone would make a good PTA president. Of course, Mrs. Carruthers is going to get up there and say, See, I can't believe this. Joey failed. He promised us little Richard, and he didn't deliver. Every minute that passes just proves my point that he is not PTA president material. Joey gets up there and he's talking about, you know, this isn't about me. It's about the kids and the art program. And everyone starts cheering. And, of course, Joey thinks that the applause is directed at him. No, they're cheering because little Richard finally appeared on stage behind Joey. He gets up to Joey and says, shut up, Joey. They're not here for you. They're not clapping for you. They're clapping for me. And of course we are. So he does a song and he tells everyone to save the art program and vote for me. I mean Joey Gladstone. Now Mrs. Carruthers, of course, has to get up there and badmouth Joey, saying he's not a parent, so he can't technically be a PTA president. Like, um, he may not be biologically related to those kids, but he has been with them. For the last eight years. So don't tell me that he has to be a blood parent. A parent to... Come on. Come on. Mrs. Carruthers, stop it. Now, last night I took a look at the PTA Constitution. It says, and I quote, The president of the Fraser Street School PTA must be a parent of a child in the school. Since Joey is a striking, yet childless bachelor, he is disqualified. Wait, wait, hold on here. Now wait just a doggone minute. Yeah, really. I mean, what exactly is a parent anyway? I say it's someone who sits up with you all night when you have the measles. <laughs> someone who checks to see if there's a monster under your bed. Yeah. It's someone who helps you rebuild a paper mache bust of Warren G. Harding. The day it's due because he accidentally sat on it the night before, and I'm still sorry about that stuff. It's okay. <laughs> Someone who cares and cries and hopes that the kids they love grow up to be happy and safe and lead a 
good life. That's right. You tell her, Joey. And maybe I don't have kids of my own. Well, maybe well. But in my heart, I'm as much a parent as anybody here. That's true. <laughs> oh, she's clapping now, is she? Uh-huh. <laughs> Professional. I'm so honored if you would be my co-president, <laughs> and together we'd get that art program back for our kids. Thank you, Mrs. Carruthers. I accept. <laughs> Whatever. As long as they get the art program back, that's all that matters. So, why does Mrs. Carruthers, Ms. Carruthers, Mrs. Whatever, take on? It's just she takes a turn out of the. She's taking a page out of the Harriet Olsen from Little House on the Prairie playbook here with a, oh, last night I was doing some reading and I discovered that in order to be a PTA president, you have to be a parent of a child at the school in question. Um, okay, are you a parent? You she never mentions that she has a child. And Joey, of course, and we all agree with Joey, you don't have to be a blood relation to be a parent to a kid. You know, it's all about being there for the child, helping them with their homework, you know, staying up with them when they're sick, uh, checking under the bed and in the closet for the boogeyman. Exactly. And finally, I don't know what it, you know, it convinces Mrs. Carruthers he's not going to be president of the PTA. He's going to be a co-president, and apparently that's good enough for him. It's like, all that matters is getting the art program back for the kids however it has to be done, whether it's fundraisers, car washes, bake sales, whatever. Just don't lose the art program. Don't lose the music program. These kids need an outlet for their creativity. And that pretty much completes the episode. You know, I thought it was a good episode. I really, you know, when I learned this morning, I learned on Instagram, actually, of Little Richard's passing. And I'm like, I want to do this episode. Because I think it's a fun, it's a funny episode. It's goofy. It doesn't take itself too, too seriously. And it's promoting and supporting a good cause when it comes to, Kid, the programs, the classes, and the school that end up go, getting cut first due to budget reasons is going to be the art and the music program to make room for other, you know, money going to other things. And it sucks, but I just like that it's creating awareness that we got to keep these programs alive one way or another. And this is speaking from someone who, you guys know I don't have children of the human variety. I have for babies that don't attend school, but they are creative in their own light. Aren't you, Lundy? He's too busy cleaning his foot to give me a real answer. Right, boy? He's like, huh? What? <laughs> what a silly, goofy wabbit you are. So if I want to go best dressed here, um, I for the episode, I'm definitely going to go with... Hmm. I I thought Jesse, you know, he wore that leather vest like Ginger Snap, uh, Miss Cook from the Smash Club of the Next Generation episode had uh, noticed him in. Yeah, that was pretty snazzy. Um, I noticed, now I don't know if this is a character choice or if this is maybe Jodie Sweden broke her arm because it was in this episode, but I also remember it in the Michelle a la carte episode as well, where she actually comes home with, apparently Stephanie was ice skating and she fell and broke her wrist, her arm. So um, I did pull up Wikipedia. I know they're not the brightest source for information on... Um, People, but uh, I looked up Little Richard. It says his name was Richard Wayne Penniman. 
He was born December 5th, 1932, passed away today, May 9th, 2020, better known as Little Richard, was an American singer, songwriter, and musician. He was an influential figure in popular music and culture for seven decades. Nicknamed the innovator, the originator, and the architect of rock and roll. Let's see. Pretty much kind of around the 1950s. Okay. When his charismatic showmanship and dynamic music characterized by frenetic piano playing, pounding backbeat, and raspy shouted vocals. Laid the foundation for rock and roll. Innovative emotive vocalizations and up-tempo rhythmic music also played a key role in the formation of other popular music genres, including soul and funk, respectively. He influenced numerous singers and musicians across the musical genres from rock to hip-hop. His music helped shape rhythm and blues for generations to come. It says here he was born in Macon, Georgia and passed in Nashville, Tennessee. All right. I had no idea. Um, people are like putting gifts and stuff of Little Richard on Facebook, Twitter, and stuff. I, I didn't know that he did the musical, the theme song to the Magic School Bus, but I played it, and sure enough, that's him. Let's see some of his songs: Tutti Fruity, nineteen fifty-five; Long Tall Sally, nineteen fifty-six. See some of his other songs. Uh, let's see. Good Golly Miss Molly, I remember that one. Um, Lucille, whole lot of shaking going on. Shake, rattle, and roll. Let's see. Keep a knocking. Casper the Friendly Ghost, yep, 1995, the movie, yep. Real quick, jumping back to the worst outfit. It's got to be Mrs. Miss Carruthers when she is up there you know the shirt the like olive grainy looking t-shirt short, short sleeve shirt she's wearing with the crocheted looking flowers yeah that is hands down worst of the episode just ugh. actually no instead of I like Jesse's best I want to go with Nikki and Alex's um their overall outfits in the beginning those was pretty cute I thought they're adorable I think there's even a biopic up there um I want to look at what he's been in as far as shows. I want to see if he's, like, been, you know, him played himself, like, in the Full House episode. But let's see. He was in an episode of Miami Vice where he played. A lot of these are just characters that he's played. Down and Out in Beverly Hills, 86. Bustin' Loose, three episodes. Purple People. He played a mayor in the Purple People Eater. Interesting. Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme TV movie. He played Old King Cole. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. He played Little Richard. That's not the movie. It's the cartoon. So many cartoons of movies in the 80s and 90s. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Martin. He played the Exterminator. Last Action Hero played himself. Little Richard. He played president in something called The Pickle. He was Maurice in Baywatch. Let's see. Little Richard in The Late Shift movie. Okay. Drew Carey show, Little Richard. Let's see. Homeboys in Outer Space. Ebola Tola. Um, Jubilee Jones in an episode of Nightman. Chairman of the Board, 1998. Um, I don't see. He's not. Is he not credited for Full House? I'm looking. I'm not seeing him, guys. I am not seeing him. I wonder if... I'm just... I'm looking. I'm looking, and I'm not... There we go. Performer. Magic School Bus. Yep, he did the... Uh, also, the Trumpet of the Swan from 2001. Let's see. Music department. Composer. Self. Um, He might be in... Let's see here. Let's see. Come on. Full House. Where you at? Uh, Sesame Street. He was in Full House. I saw him. Is he? He must just not be credited. I don't know. Wait, is that? No, I don't know what that is. He's got to be on here. Somewhere. Uh, archive footage, actor, soundtrack. I don't see him, guys. I wonder if he's not even credited. 
Do I have a most relatable for this episode? Well, I never lost concert tickets. But I did lose a $50 gift card and a bunch of Mother's Day cards and had to go rebuy them. So that's my relatable if it can be. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I need to put stuff, not just leave it in a bag, a plastic bag with a bunch of other... I swear, I swear I put it somewhere. I know that we're probably going to find it once we eventually really pack stuff up and move, but this is... It, it drove me down. It's like, no, I know it's got to be here somewhere, but... All right, so... I will be putting this episode up tonight, May 9th, and tomorrow, look for the first episode in the Mother's Day series in honor of Mother's Day and Pam Tanner, season two's Goodbye, Mr. Bear. So, everyone have a good evening. Stay strong, stay positive, stay healthy. We're going to get through this. I'm not going to say stay home anymore because... At this point, like, we need to be getting back to something, and I don't think anyone's going to be, <laughs> no one wants to stay home anymore. We've been staying home for, like, two months, and we're just clawing at the walls, like, I gotta get out! I gotta get out of here! I'm feeling the same way. It's helped with podcasting, got me, don't get me wrong, but I want to get back to my job. So, alright, everybody. Bye-bye.